Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Higher Ed Geek Podcast. This is episode number 23 with Eugene Fryer. Um, really cool conversation about work he's doing over at Texas Wesleyan, uh, supporting their kind of blossoming uh, esports uh, offerings for students uh, to compete competitively and just build community um, and create content. Uh, so it's really cool, innovative stuff. I feel like he's kind of at the forefront, uh, kind of riding this wave with some other institutions that are starting to do similar work. Um, so it was really cool to uh, hear more about his story and all the cool stuff that he's doing there at Texas Wesleyan. So um, definitely check out their webpage. Uh, we linked it in the show notes and uh, spread the good word as uh, so the more kind of uh, nerdy college students can find their community and follow their uh, passions and interests and uh, uh, utilize their strengths if they're just really great at this uh, game. It's you know <laughs> increasingly becoming just like a, uh, a sports or any other athletic or uh, sort of creative offering. You know, uh, playing an instrument or something like that. So uh, really cool to see it get the support that it deserves. Um, and yeah, after this brief message from our sponsor, this is episode number twenty-three with Eugene Fryer. It's an honor to have our good friends at SwiftKick be a sponsor of the podcast because I've seen their work firsthand and it's truly unlike any student leadership training I've experienced. They've been voted best student leadership program unprecedented five times, so you know they must be doing something right. As a bonus for our listeners, SwiftKick is giving a $500 discount off their normal speaking fee if you mention High Red Geek when you contact them. I highly recommend their trainings for your campus as your students will be talking about it for months afterwards. It's really great stuff. Check them out, swiftkickhq.com to learn more and let them know I sent you. Now, back to the show. Yeah, I appreciate you being uh, patient and flexible with me. I know, uh, oh, you're yeah, good, man. Commuting is always a, <laughs> kind of a chaotic experience. Yeah. So sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. I did okay today, so... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm really excited to, uh, to talk to you a little bit more because I feel like, uh, yeah, your new role is something that is very unique and maybe is oh, kind of sure. leading the way for something that's, uh, to come here, but yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get right into it. Um, cause yeah, we'll just kind of start out here as we always do. If you want to just give a little bit of an intro as to kind of who you are, what you're about and sort of, uh, your journey of how you got to be where you are today. Okay, yeah. Um, so my name is Eugene Fryer. Uh, I currently have the pleasure of serving as the executive director of esports and recreation at Texas Wesleyan University. Um, it's been, uh, it's, you know, the, when when things happen in life where it's like everything kind of came together, and I wasn't even like looking for this. That's kind of how I feel with with where I got to where I currently am. So I, I grew up. Just to give you a really quick uh, bio, I grew up. Uh, overseas uh, in England. Uh, my mom is English. My dad's American. He was in the Air Force when I was born. Um, so from when I was born until I was 18, I lived in England, with the exception of like a seven-month period uh, when I was like two, so I don't really count that. Um, but I grew up on an American military base and played sports growing up, uh, played video games. I grew up playing Commodore 64 to now. Um, and was always involved with like uh, competition with with uh, social activities, leadership development stuff when I was younger, and, and video games were always there in the background. Um, so as I went through college, I was an RA uh, through every year except for my first or my undergrad. Um, I moved on to be a hall director. I moved on to be a coordinator, then an associate director in housing. And then I moved over to my current school as an assistant uh, dean of students before the new position came about. 
And through all that stuff, a lot of my focus had been on uh, student engagement, uh, community events, all that kind of stuff. And I always tried to find ways, as I know you know, because it's kind of how we met, but I I always tried to find ways to infuse – pop culture, geek identity, that kind of stuff in, in the, the presentations that I did and the programs that I did. And that just kind of happened throughout my career. And then, um, this opportunity came up this past year and, and now I get to tell my mom that video games are my job and it's a great feeling. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's very cool. Cause I think, yeah, that part of it where I feel like you'd have always been trying to kind of distinguish yourself in a way that would sort of infuse sort of your personal interest into a professional role like this. So it feels like it's like kind of a long time coming. And yeah, obviously like it's hard sometimes to like push too hard for it to like yeah, for sure. force it yeah. to happen. If it feels like it's like a natural thing that works out a lot better yeah. and maybe kind of the consensus of colleagues and things. But um, I guess, yeah, I mean, just to dig in a little bit more of sort of, you know, kind of the origin story for you, like thinking back to your own college experience, like what were parts of that, you know, like experiences, you know, uh, involvements that you had when you were uh, in college that, you know, still kind of come up personally and professionally for you now? Well, I think about, and and I hate to keep going back to video games, but I think about my freshman year, uh, 1999, um, I was very far away from home. Uh, I knew about five people in the state of Texas uh, when I moved into the residence halls when I was a freshman. And none of them lived in the halls. Several of them lived several hours away in my family. Um, and then I had a friend that I, gra- that I graduated with that had been at school before I was there, um, and he didn't live on campus. So I just remember trying to meet people, trying to put myself out there, but also kind of being like, eh, you know. And the first group of friends that I made and I, I kid you not, and this sticks with me to this day because it informs how I do certain things personally and professionally. But uh, I was walking down the hallway to meet uh, the friend that I had from high school, and I walked past a room. It was uh, triple rooms in that residence hall. Walked past a room. The door was open, which nobody's door was open back then on, on that particular wing except for this one, which stood out to me. And they're in there playing uh, WCW versus NWO on the Nintendo 64. Oh. And that was a game me and my friends played a ton when I was growing up, like from when it came out to when I went to college. Um, and I saw them playing it uh, a couple times, but this one particular day, it was like, hey, like, are you, you guys, you guys play this a lot? They're like, yeah, yeah, we do. I was like, if you ever want somebody else to play, and I kind of made the offhand, like, sarcastic kind of joke, if you ever want somebody to teach you how to play, like, let me know. <laughs> and they kind of laughed and stuff. And then two or three days later, they and this is like the student affairs kind of like TV show thing. A couple of days later, they were looking for an extra person for their flag football team for intramurals. They saw me in the cafeteria and they're like, uh, "Hey, <laughs> hey, wrestling boy, do you play football too?" I was like, uh, "Yeah." And then I started hanging out with them and we played games together and we played football, we played video games and stuff. But it always stood out to me that in that in that specific wing, nobody kept their doors open, but they did. And that's the thing that's really, really big to me now, uh, like making sure that my the, the having a literal open door policy, but also like making sure that students know and that my staff and my colleagues know you can come talk to me whenever you want. Like if, if I need to finish sending this email, I'm going to let you know that. But aside from that, I'm, I'm here for you. I'm doing this because I want to invest in people and I want to build those relationships and stuff. And that, that was a really big thing for me. Um, but then moving up through my career, uh, my, my college career, should I say, um, before I worked as an RA in my freshman year, I worked for recreational sports as a ref for intramurals. 
Um, and I remember talking to them about like, hey, we should do some like Madden tournaments and that kind of stuff. And uh, they were not at a place where they found value in that as a department. Um, so I started doing that in the halls and that helped me land a job as an RA. Um, so just like little things where it was like I wasn't doing these things to, to get a job or to get friends. It was like I like this stuff and I know people like it too. So let's let's bring people together and do stuff that we like, you know. Yeah. So that kind of, for lack of a better way of putting it, that's like simplicity and approach is one thing that I think about a lot. Like we don't always have to do, I mean, it's obviously, it's very important to, to have a, a plan or a strategic plan for a department and initiative, all that kind of stuff. But if we can accomplish goals in a simple way within that plan, let's try to do that. We're, we're focused on people in this field. Let's not lose sight of that. Yeah. I think, yeah, like dealing with people is kind of, complex and can be messy and kind of like yeah you know, it's like yeah if you try to apply uh you know too much structure to it sometimes it's not gonna end up working out and i think you have the idea of just like we want more social programs to get people out of the rooms to like connect and all that and have fun together it's like hey simple way to do that like very accessible like that's because it could be like board games video games that like it's an no, exactly. activity that you have to kind of be present for um and sometimes I was like, yeah, it's simple, probably in the sense that people might just bring their own stuff too. Like, but you're just sort of like organizing it in the sense of like, here's the place, here's the time, you know, come as you are to, yeah. you know, meet people in your hall or something, or just, yeah, like the entire campus community, um, kind of on or off campus. But yeah, it's like, yeah, just kind of that oh, serendipity sure. too. Yeah. Like you said, it's just like, oh, I like that game. You like that game too. Or just like, it's generally like the, what I love about kind of like geek communities of just like connecting. Yeah. Like that's kind of a key to get you in the door, connecting on what you both enjoy, and then you might learn so much more and deepen the connection beyond that. But it at least kind of gets the fire going. Uh, for sure, for sure. I I think about uh, what some of my old colleagues used to talk to me about um, the uh, play therapy uh, psychology concept, counseling. Maybe it is. I'm not sure. I just remember it being under play therapy, but of parallel play with kids uh, when counselors are working with kids that uh, have trauma, if they have the kids like playing with toys. Like the brain is focused on playing and it kind of unlocks some doors. I'm oversimplifying this probably grossly, but <laughs> it, it unlocks doors and lets them have more freely have a conversation than if they're just sitting across from the psychiatrist or counselor who's like, tell me what's wrong. You know, that stuff works. Uh, I don't know. Anecdotally, it does in my experience at least. So it's, yeah, it's start simple, but then you build social capital to do the the more meaningful things and the more, I don't know, long lasting things down the road too. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so I guess if you wanted to maybe give a little bit of context, to extend it's still just a recent thing, so you maybe not have gotten too kind of deep with it yet, but kind of with your current work, you know, bringing us back to the present day, you know, kind of the things that you enjoy most about your current work and maybe just the context of, of how it came to be since it is so recent, maybe you just, you haven't gotten involved in too much yet, but oh, for sure. yeah, just kind of talk a little bit more about your, your current role. Uh, well, the, the, the official job change is about two months old, but I've been working on the proposal since uh, the summer, since July. Mm -hmm. So I've been doing a lot of the stuff uh, since uh, mid to early fall as well. But essentially, where this came about, I report to our VP of Student Affairs. And uh, in a conversation with him this summer, we were talking about our university. And it was just, what can we do? What are new innovative programs that we can do to recruit, engage, and retain students at a higher level? Uh, we're a very small, uh, private, religiously affiliated university. We have about 1,900 undergrads. Uh, so numbers, uh, I mean, you, you don't want anybody to watch out of school, obviously, but numbers are uh, have a bigger impact 
uh, at a smaller school. So we were just brainstorming ideas. And honestly, uh, a colleague from my last institution who I'm <laughs> in a Warcraft guild in with, uh, we were talking uh, over the summer. This was about a week or two after I talked to my VP and she was mentioning, uh, yeah, we're, you know, we're setting up an esports area for our students and just kind of started talking to me about it. And I'd, I'd always heard about um, esports and competitive gaming with student organizations, um, but it was like, oh, you guys are spending a lot of money on that. That's awesome. That's really cool. So the next day I kind of started looking into it and I started seeing uh, that varsity programs started being developed. So the big, different, uh, the big difference between the two groups, student organizations, as, as I know you're aware, are students that sign up with the student affairs office, whatever office on campus, register as a student organization. And there are a lot of avenues for them to compete through. Um, and student, some student orgs run like departments. They run so well because they have the right leadership in place and everything is just really smooth. Um, but my, my apprehension with pitching it to my boss as a student org was student orgs live and die uh, by charismatic leadership. So you could have a great two years and then three people graduate and then the org kind of goes away. Mm -hmm. um, so it was like, no, we need to have it be attached to the university. Show our students that we care about what they care about, you know. Um, so I was seeing uh, like schools like Robert Morris University, Maryville. Like there's a lot of schools that started around 2014, 2015 offering scholarships and, and running esports programs like uh, other athletic teams on their campus. So over two or three months, I did a lot of research on that, talked to folks from about 15 or 16 schools, talked to folks from about seven or eight leagues, a, a bunch of different companies, and I put together a proposal, pitched it to my upper administration, and uh, long story short, uh, they thought it was a good idea for where we are. It's a, it's a good time for our physical location too, because we've had three pro teams move to the area in the past six or seven months. Um, uh, a city about 15 minutes away from my campus, the city of Arlington announced about two or three weeks ago, they're going to renovate part of their convention center into a 100,000-foot esports arena. So there's a lot of good stuff happening in our area, um, and there aren't many schools that are doing varsity programs in the Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Louisiana area right now. So our senior leadership was like, go. Um, so we've just kind of been running since then. So the stuff that I, the stuff that I enjoy um, about what I'm currently doing, uh, I've never recruited before, and I, I didn't think that I would really like recruiting um, but I actually kind of love that. Like I've worked cause I think the reason I didn't think I was going to like it is because the recruiters that I had seen, um, and I think they had at times dubious morals. Um, mm -hmm. but I've very much approached it. Like the, the students that I talk with, it's like, okay, when we actually start talking, it's like, well, I want to talk to you about three things. One, I'm going to tell you a little bit about me and the program we're trying to build Two, I want to talk about money because college is really expensive and we need to talk about that right now. And three, I want to talk to you about like what your thoughts are about college and about esports and all that kind of stuff. And I tell them throughout the process, you know, if at any point you want to back out, let me know. I'm still here to help you with with college questions if you want, though. And there's been three or four students that have said, hey, I can't go to your school. I'm sorry. That still reach out to me. That's the kind of stuff that that we get into the field for. You know what I mean? Like truly helping people trying to make a difference. But it's also cool, like hey, come build this with us because we're in year one right now. Um, so the recruiting thing has been really, really fun. Uh, we're gearing up for tryouts uh, later on this month. Um, I've never done a lot of stuff with sponsorships before. That's been really cool. Very, very new. Um, but putting together decks and, and guiding a conversation of uh, this is why it's valuable for your company to support this program and all that kind of stuff has just been kind of new. Um, but I think the biggest thing that I'm enjoying right now is not a departure from my entire career, but from my most recent job. Um, my most recent job was not as directly student-facing as I would probably prefer. Uh, 
Um, but now there are students in my office all the time. We just got one of our computers in and uh, I've told them like, if you have downtime in between classes, come test it. We want to see what the problems are with it. And they're like, what, really? <laughs> you know, they're, they're coming in playing on a really, really good gaming computer. And they're like, can I download another game? And it's like, yeah, we have space. Like nothing inappropriate, of course, but like, go ahead and play. Um, but just the conversations that I'm getting to have where it's not like I'm, I'm not doing my job because I'm going out to seek out students and talk with them. Or like I'm, I'm not doing a report or I'm not. It's like this is part of what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And I've really missed that. So that's been, um, it's been really cool about this change too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I know that's like some people like they, you know, uh, worry about moving up because then you're moving away from students and you wouldn't really have those interactions. And maybe the yes. only ones that you have are negative, which obviously can still be really developmental and really great and all yeah. that. But, you know, students always just see you as almost like the boogeyman or something because it's like, yeah. oh, I, yeah. I want to hear from you if I'm getting in trouble or something. But, um, so yeah, it's really nice that you can still have like really positive interactions. And even like you said, even if it's not a, um, a student who would, uh, you know, that you're recruiting and you know, kind of getting into, um, be a part of your program, like you're at least still putting good vibes out there and kind of having good word of mouth where somebody might exactly. be like, I had a really positive interaction with them. It wasn't for me, but you know, somebody else is looking for that and they're at least just not, uh, kind of put off by you know what you're what you're doing there so yeah that's really uh really cool and I guess just out of curiosity so like at this stage when you're just kind of starting out and you know recruiting students and I guess how does it work like are you recruiting to be a part of a team for a particular game or like how does it because I guess if it's parallel to you know a traditional like varsity like sporting model for something else that other people might be familiar with like what's kind of your your base right now that you're building off of that you're trying to recruit for Okay, so there's and this is the thing that's been very interesting too. There's a there's there are many answers to that question. Um, so to give the context on what we're recruiting for initially, um, there are three there are three main parts to our program, and we're recruiting for two of them. Uh, the three main parts are uh, competition, creation, and community. For competition, we're recruiting for teams to play competitively in Overwatch, League of Legends, Hearthstone, and Smash Brothers Four. Um, for the creation, we're uh, in talks right now with Twitch, finalizing a contract to get a, a partnered Twitch page up for our school, and we're going to build out a, a YouTube presence as well. The, the creation side is the content creators. We're looking for editors, producers, writers, showrunners, on-air talent, all that kind of stuff just to make things for the university that they can also use as a portfolio when they're going on to get internships and jobs. And those are the two that we're, we're recruiting for right now. The community is just who wants to take part in this, who wants to attend the events, who wants to be in our Discord, who wants to do all that kind of stuff. Um, now, where we're recruiting them from, um, there's not a solid answer on the creation thing. Um, I've, I've tried on Reddit and on, on some different forums uh, to, to no real luck right now. Um, but recruiting is also a volume game, obviously. I, I think I've sent out... Uh, 200 emails in the past couple of months uh, and I'm actively talking to about 50 or 60 people, which I'm really happy with. Um, but it's just stuff unsimilar to what I've done before. Um, so we're, we're happening to find some people for the content creation through our recruiting avenues for um, the, the competition. So um, I mentioned Discord earlier. Are you familiar with Discord? I know of it. Yeah. I guess it's sort of like a, like a Slack, but for like, exactly sort of in the geeking community. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's basically video game Slack. Yeah. Um, and there are uh, a, a bunch of different um, high school esport leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're the leagues that we're currently in 
offer us some avenues to recruit students through their recruiting platforms and then also looking through Discord and the recruiting channels, in addition to recruiting on our campus as well, of course. Uh, so those are the main areas that we're doing it through. We have uh, information on our website students can fill out and, and stuff as well, and we've gotten a few hits from that. But most of the students that we've been actively talking to have come th through one of the recruiting platforms or through uh, reaching out uh, via Discord. Gotcha. Well, yeah, I mean, if we can just at least link out to stuff if people are curious to check it out or obviously we just oh, sure. kind of spread the word to hopefully get people yeah. get out in your pipeline there. But yeah, I mean, it's really cool because I know for me, like I've just now started to dabble in kind of the Twitch world and um, just seeing the very kind of slick uh, rollout presentation of like the Overwatch League yeah. and yeah. Um, some of that kind of stuff. And yeah, I saw that headline of the um, stadium that's being built, uh, which is, uh, I guess, makes sense that's in your area. And that's something that obviously people around there are aware of and um, just kind of is like an asset in your uh, kind of tool belt there. But yeah, um, yeah, I mean, that's just, that's really cool. And I mean, uh, yeah, it's something that I think has been this like, uh, I don't know what the metaphor I want to use is, but I mean, it's just slowly been growing and very quietly. And I, I, I think that maybe just, and I, I was one of those people for a while. I wasn't aware of it, but now just like, just kind of peeking in and just, I have a very like deep newfound respect for this whole kind of sector, just like competitive gaming and live streaming of gaming. And just like, yeah. that's, that's a big part of where I think the, the community is, is heading in terms of people who just really love video games and, um, you know, like watching people who are good at them play, like, you know, watching people compete, you know, at a, a very high level. And yeah. Um, yeah. And then just all the kind of cool, like loot and kind of like gear and things yeah, that come yeah. with that. It's like, yeah, it's just, you know, yeah, it's really cool. When I would, I would say to one thing too, to anybody who's listening or anybody that you would talk to uh, that works at a, a university right now that isn't aware of, of their gaming community, they have one. Uh -huh. And I can, I would, I would bet money on the fact that their students are doing amazing things right now. Like it's, it is so incredible to me to see what, what these students are doing at the different universities that I've talked to. And and a lot of this has been without the university even knowing, like there's, I, I, I don't, I'm not trying to say this in a disparaging way about a, a school close to mine, but a university of Texas at Arlington, they're making a lot of strides right now in the past couple of years. They've, they're like one of the front runners as far as the student orgs, like nationally. Yeah. But I know like three years ago, or I think it was three years ago, um, they had a team that won a competition through Blizzard. The game is Heroes of the Storm, and Blizzard hosts a collegiate competition called Heroes of the Dorm. Uh -huh. and, um, the school that wins that, uh, they get their tuition paid till they graduate. Wow. And UTA won that. And, and the people that won it, I think, graduated that year. Most of them did, I believe. Um, but at the time, the school didn't even know about it. So like, I, that's like a nightmare to me that you're not able to celebrate your student's success in that way. And again, UTA is doing amazing things right now. I'm not trying to sound negative against them when I say that, but like we have students that are doing incredible things right now. And it's just sometimes senior administration sees that as like, but we're talking about video games, right? You know? And it's like, yes, but also it's, a, it's social media management and event management and it's it's a delegation and it's organizing and it's there's so many things that the students are doing that it's just it's so impressive to me it's it's amazing yeah yeah i'll have to link out to um because yeah obviously i went here is the storm it's one of the games that I, like i i play a little bit and watch a lot on uh, on twitch and i was seeing some people yeah. talking about that heroes of the dorm which i guess either is happening now or um, it is, it is yeah, yeah. I think um, it's a final 32 right now yeah so yeah, yeah. if people want to check that out but 
uh, to see, yeah, I mean, if your campus has uh, a team that's in the running there, because yeah, like I advised, um, I advised a gaming club when I was at um, university previous to the job I have now. And like, they were, yeah, like trying to figure out like, Hey, can we use our, like use our budget to like, you know, buy things for like league of legends to like compete and stuff like that. Or like, I think they were maybe like go to their, their conference or something, but, yeah. um, so yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, some people are doing it through the proper channels, others may not, but if they could get that yeah. support and endorsement and kind of, you know, guidance, uh, with all that, you know, um, yeah, it's really cool to, to see and see the places that are supporting that. And then if yeah. you're not, then start start looking for it. Because, yeah, like I'm sure it is there, uh, kind of just waiting to be found. And, you know, those students to be celebrated and uh, supported. So, um, so I guess, uh, yeah, I'm curious, you know, with all this, you know, you mentioned being into the video games for a long time. And, you know, it's something that you've connected with people over. So, you know, generally with that, maybe things that you... Um, that you play or anything but like what are you geeking about right now like what are you consuming like and is it stuff that you've discovered more recently stuff that you've always been into like yeah just anything that's uh kind of catching catching your attention right now uh yeah the the main things that uh i would say are new in that respect um i the i never have really listened to podcasts before but i started a couple months ago um and i have a like a 45 minute commute uh each way for work um, so it's like, oh, it's great. I can listen to basically one a day, you know? Mm-hmm. So I've, I started listening to a couple, uh, they're all gaming related. Really. Most of them are gaming or, or geek culture related, but, uh, with uh, frog pants network and a move TV, um, they have podcasts about, uh, like the frog pants. One is the instance about world of Warcraft. Um, that's my favorite game. I've played that since it came out in 2014. So I always love listening to that. Um, a move has like into the nexus and weak sauce, um, which is weak sauce was the first non specifically about gaming one that I listened to. And I was like, Oh, I don't know if I want to listen to one that's not about gaming, but it's like, I actually kind of like podcasts, you know? <laughs> um, so those are some new things I've been doing on, on that front. Um, I have been a big Star Wars fan my whole life. Uh, like, the one tattoo I have is Star Wars related. I legitimately played a Star Wars song at my wedding. Um, I'm a big, big Star Wars fan. Um, and Star Wars Rebels, uh, the animated series, ended a couple of weeks ago. And I've been telling my wife for the last four years that she would love it and we should watch it. And I, I've been watching it, that we should watch it together. And when it finally ended and I told her that I cried in the last couple episodes... She was like, maybe I should check this out. So we're rewatching that right now. Um, and Star Wars is kind of always on my mind. Yeah. Um, but I think a, a bigger thing that's not as recent, but a thing that I've always kind of geeked out about is just as weird as this might sound, but like stories. Like I love hearing people's stories. I love stories in video games. I love like um, I'm a really, really big lore nerd. Um, so like <laughs> most of the books that I read – are like encyclopedia slash world history of this fantasy universe books. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's stuff that's kind of always there. Like it's, and for me, it's always like a, if, if something's on the forefront of my mind, that's what I'm devoting a lot of my time to. But then if I have some free time, I can always pull one of those out. And it's not like I have to finish all of this. I can finish this one section and the rest of it will be there when I get back. There's no story that's progressing where it's like, I got to see what happens to Harry Potter, you know? <laughs> um, so those are those are probably the main things right now. Like I know uh, a book that's definitely on my list to get next is uh, Warcraft comes out with these chronicles. Um, the third one I think just came out, uh, and I'm probably going to try to get that in a, in a couple of weeks. 
but they're like uh, just chronicling the history of the Warcraft universe, which is 20, 25 years old at this point. Um, and and it, <laughs> there's a lot of retconning in that. So these books are like codifying and like, no, this is seriously like the story. So that's, that's, those are probably the big things uh, most recently. And then the big thematic theme as well. Yeah. Um, so I guess, yeah, that answers a, a couple of questions. Uh, but I guess, yeah. And so I'm curious with, because you mentioned like playing World of Warcraft for a really long time. Um, and like people that have like been in your guilds and stuff like that, that, you know, um, so I guess like maybe with that or anything else that you can think of, like you already mentioned, obviously like the, the story from, from college is just one way of like your interests had that positive uh, influence on your life, but just anything else like that of how like video games, the things that you're into, like how have those possibly contributed to your life? Um, I, I say a couple of things. Um, when I look at like, I think it's like a two front thing, like, uh, my personal life and my work life. Uh, I'd say with my work life, again, it's another, uh, another means to engage with, with students and with colleagues. Like I know I was having a conversation. There's a IT staff member on my campus. It's, it's been really, really helpful. I've, I've known him for the past couple of months, I think. And it's always been like, Hey, what's going on, man? How you doing? But we've never super talked. Um, but I went into his office to ask him a question cause I was in the area the other day and I saw that he had a destiny Two wallpaper. So because I like picking at people, I started making fun of them because it wasn't a wallpaper of a Titan. It was a wallpaper of a hunt hunter. And ever since then, we've talked a lot more, you know, so just that, that connection piece that, that like when people see like the, oh, you get it, you know, that's why I have like Funko Pops in my office and Star Wars posters and Marvel posters on the wall and all that kind of stuff. So that using it as a vehicle for engagement has been a big thing for work. Like when I was a first year hall director, we had a guild uh, in Warcraft of people that went to my school and it was like there was like around 20, 25 of us that like went to the same school. Most of us lived in the same residence hall that were in this guild. And that just made it really meaningful to a lot of the, to me as well, but to a lot of the people, cause we would go run a dungeon and then we would go to Whataburger or go to McDonald's afterwards and eat, you know, mm. so that's, that, that's a big thing for me with uh, the work side of it. But just personally, it helps me unplug a lot. Like there are some games where I play where I'm not going to be paying attention. I'm just, I'm going through stuff and it's a, it's really, uh, it's a sense of catharsis for me. Um, it's been a great tool for, uh, helping me stay connected with friends, uh, like discord. I mean, throughout the day where where it's like a group chat for me and my friends, uh, one of the servers that I'm in. And then we all jump in when we're playing uh, different games at night. Like Hero Heroes of the Storm is a big one that we play. But whether it's Heroes or WoW or we were playing Vermintide 2 recently, just a bunch of different games. Um, and it's really good for with me and my wife as well. Um, and not just gaming with this, but just like pop culture, geek culture stuff is uh, what eats up a lot of my brain space. But we'll like if we have downtime, we'll bust out Harry Potter trivia and just like quiz each other and um we uh she plays world of warcraft 2 not as much right now because she's in grad school again she's getting another master's degree but like it there were times when it was like it's a friday we didn't want to do anything we'd get some wine and log into warcraft and go run old dungeons or try to get rare mounts you know um so that's another like just it's quality time uh to us um and i know i kind of mentioned it with star wars but we watch a lot of tv when when we have free time as well a lot of anime together. Uh, we just finished uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, which is probably one of the best shows that I've ever seen in my entire. Not just anime; right. it was just amazing. Um, we're really excited for uh, My Hero Academia season three coming out. Um, I think the first episode might have came out last weekend, but we wait for it to come out on dub because we we prefer to watch it uh, dubbed. 
Um, but yeah, just watching watching TV as well, I guess, is the other big piece. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, everything that uh, you mentioned, we'll make sure to link out if people are curious to go uh, check it out. Um, but yeah, I think we've kind of gone over everything here, so we will uh, we'll wrap up and end here as we always do um, with some thing or things that you are looking forward to in uh, your job, life, the world, um, yeah, just to end things on an optimistic note. So yeah, what are, what are you looking forward to? I'd say the most timely thing that I'm looking forward to is uh, me and my friends using Skype and Discord, for those that don't live close, are going to start playing a new D&D campaign. We're meeting this Saturday to roll stats and make our characters. Um, and I'm really looking forward to that. Obviously, starting to compete in the fall with the job, uh, our different uh, teams is really, really something I'm looking forward to. Um, my wife finishing that second master's is something that I'm looking forward to. Um, I'm looking, there's a new WoW expansion coming out in the fall. Um, and I, I used to take a week off of work when a new WoW expansion came out because me and my friends would just play like, like 16 hours a day. Um, the new Avengers movie, obviously. Um, and I think, and this might sound like a swerve, but this is one thing that's been on my mind a lot. Um, obviously with, with a lot of things happening in the world with, uh, people using their voice more to speak out about uh, different issues that that's, it's always really encouraging to me when, when people are making uh, an opportunity in a healthy and constructive way to be heard. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing how that progresses. Um, I'm also looking forward to hopefully some of the discourse around uh, hot button topics returning to a more civil place. Um, but I'm very optimistic that it will based on what I'm seeing from the students not just on my campus, but across the country. Um, so just like the natural progression of, of the next crop of leaders, mm. whether they go to college or not, but the next crop of leaders uh, stepping up is a, something that's always exciting to me. Yeah, well, it's a very uh, very comprehensive list of things. Uh, I'm, kind of, <laughs> I'm with you on all of them. Because, um, yeah, I mean, it's just like, it's you know something to look forward to just in those like small things just being kind of a general optimist about the world and and progress and um yeah i mean i already have my infinity war tickets and yeah um, <laughs> yeah just uh yeah because I mean, uh yeah like you're saying like being able to like watch tv or make room in your life for the quality time with the people that you care about and whatever shape that takes you know um it's always something to look forward to as well um so uh yeah all great stuff and uh yeah, I'll just be really curious to see kind of the uh, kind of evolution of the work that you're doing and seeing that kind of pop up on different campuses. So I yeah. uh, appreciate you talking about it uh, for a little bit here and kind of uh, yeah, just satisfying my curiosity. So best of luck, uh, you know, with everything that you're doing there. And uh, yeah, again, we'll have everything that we talked about here in the show notes and ways for uh, folks to connect with Eugene. So um, yeah, again, just to really appreciate your time. And uh, no, thank you, man. Thank you. Have a good rest of your day. All right. You too. This podcast is a proud member of the Connect EDU podcast network, bringing together diverse voices and thoughtful discussions to the higher ed community. Check us out online at connectedu.network or on Twitter at connectedupod. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. Thanks again for listening, and I'll see you in the next episode of the Higher Ed Geek podcast.